Hi everyone and happy new year. I hope everyone is staying strong with the continued restrictions. Thank you so much for listening to the BHA podcast. It's Essie, your players rep here. And before I give the mic to Rambo, I wanted to give everyone a little message out there about the new BHA development Instagram page I've set up and why you should all follow and get involved. So the goal of the page is to share useful content for teams that provide help with not only hockey training and knowledge to help your own game, but also general running of your clubs. Now, for example, some content that you can expect to see is around topics like off-ice training, how to recruit new players or get sponsors, reinforcing safety, um, drills, and sharing just any beneficial education material from already existing platforms like the EIJ and the IIHF. Now, for anyone who's interested in improving their game and increasing hockey and general sport knowledge and just making the most out of your time at your BIJ club, this page is definitely for you. Um, you can follow us at Dev on Instagram. That is B-Y-H-A-D-E-V. And we'd really appreciate your support and getting involved with it. Now, that's all from me. Thank you, everyone. And back to you, Rambo. Oh, It's in the danger zone. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, I'm sorry. Oh, no, sorry. We're sorry, we're laughing. It's just that was bad timing. Sorry, we're laughing. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the BIHA podcast. I'm joined uh, by Nick Ivo, as always. How are you doing, Nick? I'm very good, thanks, Rambo. Yourself? I'm doing very well, thanks. Um, and uh, today we have a very special guest. Um, from the EIHA, Craig Simpson, um, an MBE, I believe, uh, member of the Billingham Elite. Uh, how are you doing, Craig? <laughs> Thanks for that, Richard. Yeah, good to be with you. Yeah, thanks for having me on. Um, cool. Uh, so um, before we get started, just uh, just a more general thing. Uh, Craig, how, how's the start of your 2021 been? Um, quiet. We had... Um, in, in terms in terms of our talking hockey, our talking in general. In general, it was quiet with the family. In in hockey, we've had a a tier four and then into a full lockdown. So all good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I just meant in general that you were doing well and stuff. And yeah, no, everything's good here. Yeah, yeah. yeah, friends and family and stuff. And uh, quieter than usual. Not allowed to because we've got a, a quite a big family side. Uh, normally we meet up at Christmas and New Year, but obviously that's not as as allowed these days, so it was a little bit quieter, but uh, all good and everybody's well. Thank you. Cool, cool. And uh, and Nick, how, how was the start of your 2021? Uh, yeah, it's been pretty good, Rambo. About again, very very similar to Craig in terms of went from tier four to full lockdown. There's not really not really much uh, much fun left around, but making the best of what we can. Cool. Um, and mine's mine started off uh, pretty well as well, but. Um, one thing we're all doing, um, we've all signed up for anyway, is uh, is this uh, run the month challenge with the uh, with Prostate Cancer UK. Uh, Nick, how's your mileage doing? How you how you getting on with it? Yeah, I've not been doing too badly. Uh, I, I don't I don't think necessarily it's it's, uh, it's the machine that's the problem, not necessarily the uh, 
anything else. Uh, just getting back used to uh, doing some running. Uh, I was supposed to be doing uh, a 10K last year, but since that got kiboshed quite early on, the training kind of fell by the wayside and kind of picking it up from maybe where I left off uh, last year when we went into lockdown is, is a little bit rough, uh, especially after not doing too much uh, and realising that perhaps I'm not built for running. Um, but no, it's... Uh, it's not been too bad. It's, it's good to get out and uh, just it's just been a little bit interesting with the weather sometimes in terms of <laughs> you look outside and go, is it really safe to, to go for a run? Uh, uh, it's not been too bad. Good, good. And, uh, and and Craig, you're doing the challenge as well. So uh, how you get how you get on with it? Yeah, it's it's mainly walking at the minute for me. I haven't uh, been able to get that much run done. It's it's been a while since I've actually done any running of any sort. So um quite a quite a, a lump to be carrying around as well so it takes a bit to get to get going so I'm, I'm i'm mainly walking at the minute i've done 8.7 8.7 miles um so like trying to do something every day which is which which is good so getting back into a routine and hopefully by the end of the month i'll be able to do actually some running for run the month which would be good cool cool um and i i think you can find uh certainly if you pm any of us you'll be able to uh, We'll, we'll hook you up with a link if you want to want to put any money into the Prostate Cancer UK, and the BHA link is is already been put on the page. But there's also uh, we'll also share Craig's uh, with you at some point as well. Um, now uh, getting into the Craig, you you are based in Billingham, if I'm not uh, incorrect. Um, could you uh, describe the Billingham Forum? for our BIHA listeners who most of which I would imagine have not been there, certainly for a game as there's no BIHA teams there. Um well Billingham is the is the ring where I get most of my, my hot reaction. I'm I'm actually in, in Gateshead, which is um, about half an hour up the up the A nineteen from Billingham. Um the forum is um it's part of a big complex in, in Billingham. The the Billingham Forum is a it's a leisure centre, gym, swimming pool, ice rink theatre and cinema so it's quite all all encompassing little facility um the rinks the rinks super it's a, it's a smaller it's a smaller ice surface it's um about 700 and, um just under 800 seats uh just on one side with benches on the other side against the wall um and it's as it's recently been refurbed in 2011 12 it was closed for a couple of years um done a full refurb um and it's really smart. It's a it's a nice little facility. Cool. And uh, Nick, you 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 do have at least one fond memory of uh, of Billingham with me. Um, our coaching course. What 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 was your memories of being in Billingham? Um, no, it was. Uh, I think Craig summed it up quite well there. It's a it's a smart little uh, little facility. It it does what it says on the tin, and uh, and it's it's probably one of the more best. Uh, kind of well looked after uh, rinks that we come across in the country. I don't know whether you want to necessarily go down the route of the ownership and how how that that necessarily makes a difference, but you never know. Um, but no, uh, obviously we did our coaching course there. That was uh, two days, good fun. Uh, our our hour that we spent out on the ice there, Rambo, was uh, was pretty good uh, until about half an hour in when uh, they had us skating in those circles on the same circles for about 15 minutes and we ruined the ice yeah yeah we had to, we had to basically apologize profusely um well we didn't we, um jeff keely who was running the camp had to go and apologize profusely to the engineer <laughs> as we as we ripped the ice apart um no i i liked it. it was a nice place um 
and uh, good bacon rolls in the morning, Nick, which is always a, an important thing for me. Um, I actually would say the bacon rolls there and controversial, slightly better than Sheffield's, definitely. Um, so uh, that, that's what I think of it. Now, uh, Craig, um, no professional team in Billingham anymore, but c- can you talk us a bit through about sort of your your history watching um, and being involved in Billingham uh, over the years? When did you get involved with Billingham and, uh, and, and what was the sort of the senior hockey like there? Well, my, my first... My hockey was started in in Newcastle when there was a team in Newcastle, um, and I was with started with them as a as a fan, and then got more and more involved. And by the time the the elite league team there was um, was up and running, I was I was kind of more involved in the in the club there. The the Newcastle Vipers, their season ended or their the team finished in uh, 2011, um, and it was after that. That was when Billingham reopened the, the season after. Um, and I was asked by Alan Flavel, the, one of the directors down there, to um, to, to go down and, and do what I was doing at Newcastle, where I was, I was doing the, the PA and doing a bit of media and stuff. So they wanted somebody on the on the PA and what have you for Billingham. So I, I got invited to go down in 2011. Um, and I kind of started there. Before that, the, the Billingham's, um, the forum opened in the, in the 60s i think and it's there's been a, a team there for most most of that time the the bombers was the most famous um team name um but it's been the billingham bombers and the eagles i think it was for a time and then when it when it relaunched it, it merged with a, a team who'd been playing in newcastle called the, the the northern stars um so they became the billingham stars when they when they reformed in in 2011 um, so since then I've been I've been with them all of that time playing in NIHL uh, North Division One, um, couple of couple of trophies. We've won the league and playoffs in the first year. I've won the North Cup once, um, and it's it's been it's been a good time following the following the club for the last sort of nine. It's about coming up for ten years this end of this season. Yep. That's it. That's interesting. I didn't. Uh, I I wasn't aware that you were a Newcastle uh, uh, involved in Newcastle Vipers at all, actually. So that's yeah. that's interesting. I had this uh, this vision that you were you were only ever in Billingham, but that's uh, it's it's good to know there's a um, does that helps with the interview. Nick, any questions on the back of that? No. Um, well, I was kind of a growing up in Sheffield, the Elite League fan, was Steelers season ticket holder, and obviously had. Fond memories of uh, of the Newcastle teams and the and the different ones that used to come to town. And certainly, the demise of the Vipers was uh, was a pretty sad time for everybody involved in UK hockey as much as anything else. But um, what would what what kind of be your, your fondest memory from the from the Vipers, Craig, and, and the time that you you spent there in in the different roles that you were doing? From the from the Vipers, definitely when the the in the BNL they won the the, the Finders Cup um, two years running. Um, both held at Newcastle Arena, which was which was fun. The first the first trophies that the team that the team had, um, and then when they moved into the Elite League, first season in the Elite League, um, they finished second in the league behind Belfast, um, and then in the playoffs they beat Belfast in the semi-finals, and I'm sorry Nick, they beat Sheffield in the final two <laughs> one, um, which was for, for the neutrals probably the worst playoff final in living memory. Newcastle went two one up sometime in the second period. And then proceeded to ice the puck for half an hour. But we scored more goals in Sheffield 
Sheffield, so we get the trophy. So I don't think you'll find a Newcastle fan who uh, who cares about that. But it was it was it was an atrocious game. But if you're on the right end of the scoreline, it doesn't really matter. Um, trust me, as someone who watched the uh, LA Rams basically play defense to win a game last night in the playoffs, I actually have no problem with the team winning ugly. Yeah. There's no pic. There's no pictures on score sheets, as they say. Um. So yeah. So you, in in Billiam, uh, what's it sort of? You, you obviously mentioned your role there. What's been your sort of fondest memories of being part of Billiam so far? Um. Billingham, obviously, going from from Newcastle, which was kind of the elite league, the, the kind of the pro level, to to NIHL. Um, there's a lot more kind of local players, a lot more of a kind of local club atmosphere. So it's been enjoyable to get get involved, um, kind of in the in the club as well. So I've been helping with the supporters club, doing events. Um, we we managed to get them doing. Um, the air the bear at Christmas, the, the teddy bear toss, um, which is fun because if you know Billingham's got netting all the way around, so that's always fun. Um, <laughs> but we, you find a way. You do it. You do it at the end of a period rather than when there's a goal scored. So, um, so we've done we've done air the bear and we've had the the players into the the local hospitals. Um, obviously not this Christmas, but um, for the last seven or eight years we've been doing air the bear and normally get sort of a couple of hundred. Um, soft toys every year, which is which has been brilliant, and getting involved on the community side on that. On the ice, um, obviously I'll say we had the the success, the, the titles, um, the the seeing some of the players come through as well. I think some of the the youngsters who you've seen play in sort of the first few years as juniors, and you've seen them come through and um, kind of the, the development side of things as well. So it's been involved to be it's been good to be involved kind of in a in a club rather than just with a team, if, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, um, that that does make sense. Now, um, I obviously uh, sat next to you for one one billion game, um, the one billion stars game that I've been there as a spectator, um, and uh, you you gave me very good advice to get some uh, chip spice, I believe it was in Hull. Indeed. Um, what, what is what is your uh, what's your favourite away day with billion? Um, it's generally Ice Sheffield. Um, proper sausage hot dogs, pine peas, chili curry, um, in that kind of order, and there's hockey as well, obviously. Um, but generally, generally like the Sheffield, the Sheffield away trips. Um, although now Billingham, recently the last couple of seasons, Billingham's um rink cafe has 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 taken on a bit of a mantle and got a bit of a good rep for um chips and curry sauce, which is something uh, you'll have to. If we ever get back into a nice rink, um, you'll have to make a trip to to Teesside and and sample the wares there. Well, I certainly will. Um, I've I actually made a list uh, of things I want to do post lockdown, and one of them was go to an NHL um, or SNL game as a fan. And I probably would prefer to go to the NHL game because I've normally refed most of the guys in the SNL, so um, I don't have fond memories of most of them. Um, so, so maybe maybe uh-huh. coming down to to Billingham for a for a game would be would be something new. Um, I've not seen a game there, so I'd, I'd certainly enjoy that. Nick, Nick, what's your favourite sort of away day in hockey? Hmm. What as a as a as a fan or as a as a player, Rambo? Well, we'll, we'll go with, we'll go with as a fan since as a uh, fan. Um, um, favourite away day as a fan. Um, I can remember uh, obviously being a being a Sheffield boy. I've been to Nottingham a couple of times and uh, and obviously been there. And it's a little bit like walking into the 
into the dragon's den if you know what i mean and it's real kind of a territory thing and uh and wearing a steelers shirt a nottingham panthers game and things like that and and going and doing that that was uh, that was always pretty good fun but um but no like i can remember the first time being up in the northeast the first time i got taken to uh a Whitley Warriors game, I can remember actually, uh, rightly or wrongly so, I'm sure someone smuggled me through a fire fire exit, little did I know at the time, but um, smuggled me through a fire exit and just sitting there and actually, again, it's a little bit like what Craig said, going from the, the elite league and how things are done there to then seeing that level of hockey and and, and the family atmosphere and, and the way that things are done there. It's, it was it was very different and it was probably... Uh, an equally enjoyable occasion to kind of go there and you, you sit on your hands because you're that cold and you, 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 you can freely move around the arena in terms of, right, well, actually, we're going to go and attack this end. I'll go and sit in the bar this time or, or do stuff like that. It's, it's, that was probably one of the, the fondest memories in terms of the early cup, first couple of times I went and, uh, and watched a, a proper game without being involved at Whitley. That was, uh, that was good fun. Cool. Cool. Um, for me personally, the only real away game I went to as a fan was back when the old racers existed, and uh, my mum and dad used to take me to watch them and go to Fife. Uh, obviously, a bit like you, Nick, with Nottingham. Um, you know, it was it was it was hostile. It was it was loud, um, and uh, it was it was good fun. And back in those days, like Edinburgh and Fife's rivalry, there were there were two the two good teams in in British hockey. Um, so it was it was good uh, good fun before before the BNL existed. That was back in the British Premier days. Um, that was proper old school hockey. There's a lot of grab tag stuff. So looking back at it, if you watch the quality of it, probably doesn't look anywhere near as good as hockey does now. But um, it was good. It was good times. Um, and nice uh, yeah, nice uh, pie pies with filled filled in the centre with brown sauce, that sort of thing. So it's good. <laughs> um, so. Uh, Craig, you, you you also have a role in the EIHE. Could you could you maybe explain that to to folk what you, what your role is in the, in in the EIHE? Yeah, so um, I think since about 2016, being the the media communications officer, so trying to to get the word out about everything that EIHE does as, as much as possible. Um, be that on uh, um, obviously social media is a, a big thing, so we. There was, I think, it was when I started. There was already a Twitter, but there wasn't a Facebook or anything. So I've been setting up things like that. Obviously, managing the the website um, and getting the word out about all the different sections. So that's right from from the from the universities, the NIHL, the Women's National League, um, obviously the juniors, the England team, the coaching program, everything that the the EIHA does, and it does an awful lot. And contrary to popular belief, it does an awful lot quite well but what we never used to do was we never used to tell people what we were doing um so hopefully we've been able to do, do that there's still some things that's, i'd still like to to improve on still i still uh, would like to get more information from clubs to, to to get things out but it's it's a it's an ongoing process and and um hopefully once we once we do get back on the ice uh, it's something we can pick up again and but um so that's kind of the main role as well as that, also at the, the kind of the, the finals and, and things like that, I've been doing conference for a, a good number of years where I've been the, the main um, kind of announcer DJ for conference weekend, for finals weekend, for ladies finals. Um, so kind of the showpiece occasions, kind of a, a, 
at rink level as well so getting involved there which has been always good fun cool cool um, and if you obviously if you need a set of ragtag commentators um, i'm sure nick and i would be would be happy <laughs> to to go to any of these events is that right nick uh, that's pretty much right rambo we'll, we'll go anywhere and do anything <laughs> um that's the kind of attitude we like uh, yeah, go anywhere and do anything <laughs> um now i think you, the, there is an an eiha podcast is that is that still on the go is it still active um, and where can, where can people follow that um it, it hasn't been for a while it was, it was something that i tried to get to get up and running and again it's 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 one of the things i'd, I'd, I'd like to kind of revisit once we're once we're up and running it's, it's getting people on um and, and getting regular kind of content for it but it is something we'd like to do it's and um, it's hosted on on spreaker i think spreaker.com um but we'll we'll, we'll get we'll get that re, re kind of relaunched um whenever the the hockey hockey does come back be it kind of tail end of this season or if we, if we wait into the in the next season but um it is something we, we we try we got a few um people on um certain mr miller was on one of the episodes talking about university hockey which was which was good i think it was just before one of your um when you have your finals week you know you have your, your your regular run of there's about six or seven different finals that you have um <laughs> yeah well i think we got we got andrew on to talk about that um that was a year or so back um but then since then it's obviously it's gone a bit it's gone a bit quiet so there is an aiha podcast in the ether somewhere um it, it's kind of dormant but it will be coming back where once the hockey returns Okay, and we'll, we'll make sure that we can we can share that through our, our social media challenge, uh, channels. Sorry, not challenges. Uh, Nick, um, one of the things that Craig said there just in the, the last sort of uh, couple of points that we were asking about, um, I think relates back to what we were talking about at the um, at Christmas time with clubs. We were talking more about the women's game, but it, it sounds from what Craig's saying and, and clubs maybe need to be a bit more proactive as well. I mean, is that something you agree with, Nick and um, and Craig? Uh, I'll, I'll go to Nick first since he's not spoken in a while. I've just got his face bobbing in front of me. Mm-hmm. But um, do you think clubs need to be more pre- proactive and maybe contacting, you know, there's Craig there saying he would promote their games for them? Yeah, massively so in terms of the, the social media platforms that we look at and uh, staple diets of what we do on a daily basis, whether that be Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, the likes – it's it's all for the best part of it free advertising and free social media and and ways to get messages out there and like even just keeping this to a to a university section you could go through um go through the university clubs and and some people's accounts are just dormant but then some people's accounts are absolutely just thriving and the issue is that if everybody did a better job and better advertise themselves on social media, and like I will speak from a personal point of view, it is a task and it is something that does take perhaps more than one person to do. Like I can remember through lockdown, especially with the Kings account and starting the Angels and other bits and pieces, trying to get some stuff out there and trying to get content out there when there's no hockey's hard enough and, and things like that. But when hockey does return, it doesn't take very much for either a pre-game write-up, a post-game write-up. People are starting to record games and stream games and do interviews and, and the likes. We're, we're all part of one bigger, looking outside of the section, we're all part of one bigger family. We're not the Premier League in terms of we, we don't 
all have our own massive followings in terms of we, we we don't just all work in silos like we all have to work together and do a better job of whatever content we are producing is i i don't think there ever would be a complaint from any of the other sections for for sharing it we're not competing with each other in in that respect so yeah clubs could do a lot more and and that goes from the university level i'm sure Craig will agree that goes to that goes to all the clubs in, in the EIHA and the and the component parts. We could all do more to publicise what we all do on a on a daily, weekendly basis and, and what we love and it would grow the sport so much more. I like to get Nick on his soapbox, uh, Craig. Do you, do you agree with what he uh, what he was saying there? Yeah, like you said, a lot of the stuff is 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 it, it's free. You know, you, you don't need to pay if you have a, a volunteer who can just put a a tweet out or a Facebook post or some Instagram photos or anything like that. Um, obviously, we we try and pick up if, if people do put stuff out, we try and pick it up and share it as, as best we can. But even even things that are happening happening in a, a club level, you know, you've got you've got players who are doing. Um, obviously, the, this last year or so, we've had a lot of people doing charity stuff, which we which we which we would have supported. We but then you only find out about it kind of after the event. But if people had told us. We could have done a bit more about it, so it's it's kind of getting people. Um, and as I say, I've, I think I've, 2016 was the summer of 2016 was was when I kind of officially took this up as a as a role. Um, and it's still it's still getting the getting the message out there that kind of I'm here on kind of the club's behalf, on the association's behalf. Just tell me what you're doing, and I'll tell people about it. You know, yes, people clubs have got their own websites and, and social what have you but like you say if, if we can share it and then the other club share it and other people pick up on it we i mean we've had stuff that i've done that kind of other media have picked up on so um it's, it's all about getting the word out like you say where we're, we're trying to we're all trying to you think we're all trying to grow the sport and have the, the best interest of the, of the sport at heart so the more we can tell about it the more people get interested about it and it kind of becomes like a self-fulfilling thing that you get more people interested so you've got more people playing it so you've got more people that report about it so got, and it kind of just grows and grows and grows like that um so it is a it is a challenge and it's something we'll, we'll still keep on doing um but we shall keep uh, just keep trying yeah um just uh, i think that brings us on to a, a point that nick and i um you know we've discussed this a few times but it's, it's good to have a, an outside voice but just uh, how do you feel about the, the sort of current state of of ice hockey in the uk and, and what we could do to to improve it um how long you got? Um, no, I mean I think obviously the la- the last year has been a challenge. But before then, I think certainly at our at our level, the the, the new national um, division of the NIHL um, was was a good development. I think the national league had kind of finally sorted out. I think clubs were more or less at the right level for for their either for their business side or for their playing ability or whatever. So I think that I think the NIHL was was pretty well sorted. The women's the women's division, obviously the women's elite league's been uh, going for a few years with the the best clubs playing each other um, a lot more, uh, which was obviously hoping to, to to help the kind of the GB teams and what have you. Um, I think we're still a bit of there's like one or two clubs keep going yo-yo in between elite and premier so it's it hasn't kind of grown the the level maybe as much as they wanted to um but there's been some more women's teams coming on board which is always good to see so um 
that's kind of heading in the right direction. It's very slower progress than the one, but it's heading in the right direction. Um, uh, and then the junior game, so I've been involved um, with, with conference, which is kind of the, the top end of the of the junior game. You see the, the best junior players um, every year. And that, that tournament's always been um, kind of one of the highlights of the season. You get the, you get the best players from the kind of the regions, the north, the Midlands, the southeast, the southwest, and, and Scotland bring a team down as well. So it's always um, a fantastic weekend of, of junior ice hockey. Um, so at that end, it's, it's it's doing well. I think the junior level, um, they've, they've, they've tried to make a, the juniors a bit more competitive by having either three divisions in each age group. So you have smaller divisions. So you've got playing more, um, playing the same teams a bit more often. So they're trying to level it up that way. Um, and again, I think that's had that's had mixed results, but it's only been a short while. So you want to you want to give it a run to see how it's how it's happening. But I think everything everything's trending in the right direction. Whether it's going as quickly as people want um, is 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 up for debate. But I think it's it's like anything. It's it's a work in progress. But people want to see the results kind of instantly, and it's 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 not always possible like that. Particularly an organization organization the size of of the AIHA with so many different strands to it um getting changes through getting getting things up and running it does take time unfortunately and um i think patience is a is a key um and once we say once we get back up and running hopefully we can hit the ground running um and kind of pick up where we left off and and keep things on the upward momentum Uh, nick anything you want to add or comment on uh no i don't think so i think uh I think Craig summed it up quite well there. And again, I'd go back to his early comment, which there are a lot of scathing critics out there who think they could do a better job and like to stand around and talk about what the EIHA does, this, that and the other. But I don't think enough people give it credit for, for the things it does do well and, and, the, and the sections and, and the parts that do really work and we are progressing in. I think the key is what Craig said there is, What's, what's the old phrase? Rome wasn't built in a day. Like what what we're trying to do here is it's it's a massive it's a massive stone that we're trying to drag up this hill to get to where we want to be uh, as a as an organisation and as a and as a sport in this country. And it's just gonna it's gonna take time. And and unfortunately, that might not be in the in the time span of little Jimmy's junior hockey career. He he might be part of the part of the growing pains and. That, that means some parents having to accept that they're going to have to be part of the part of the development, not necessarily get to reap the benefits of the final answers, if you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. As, as someone who I suppose is the, you know, the opposite side of the border, um, I, I just the only, I mean, the, the one thing I want to see is I, I hope the SIH and the SIHA and the VIHA can can work together now. I'm not going to flog a dead horse with this with the unification debate, but. You know, if we can see some autonomy, you know, perhaps players, you know, university players could play from SNL into into the uh, into university leagues because if you think about most of the guys who are going to actually play in university, a lot of them are going to be maybe third liners on their SNL team who are wanting more ice time, and that can only be a good thing for their development. Um, but you know, I think apart from that, I mean, I think the IHA does does work really hard to, to try and do things the best they can. At the end of the day, they're all volunteers, so you know none of them are getting any any recompense except their expenses, and expenses are only covering what they're sort of putting out anyway. So 
Um, yeah. Anyway, let's uh, let's let's lighten the mood a little bit. Um, <laughs> um, we've now had uh, now Craig yesterday, I think it was Beth Schoon was out in the out in the ice in Edinburgh, um, and you 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 were able to decipher that it was not a green biscuit she was playing with, which I thought was weird, but uh, a double IHF anti doping. But have you been to a few IHF tournaments or? I have yes, in uh, in one of my other other hats I wear. Um, I work with Ice Hockey UK um, as a sometimes as a, as a media officer going with teams abroad or if GB are hosting a, a tournament, um, I'm generally at the tournament as um, announcer, DJ, kind of that sort of role. Um, so I think since 2012 when we started hosting tournaments again regularly, um, I think I've done something like 17, 17 tournaments, something like that. Um, so yeah, the the IHF one of their big things is is anti doping, and the 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 produce. I've actually got one um one in front of me, which I forgot I have. I just found it on my desk when when I was talking. It's a it's a big it's a double IHF thing, and the produce is green pucks, well pucks with a green um sticker on. Um, and the the give them out to tournaments, and they make a big thing about it. And then um, I think it was one year. We got sent a load and they went to um we used them for warm up periods in in all of the big finals and they made a big thing about it and so it's a, it's a it's a it's an i h f um what's the word like a campaign a regular thing that they do um and obviously it's it's an important part of of, of the sport at the high level the anti doping thing is a is an important thing so fair play the the i h f making a thing of it cool and uh, what's what's been your sort of your fondest memory of of those tournaments um Doing the the role I'm doing, the, there's, a, there's a couple of highlights. There was one when we were, I was away with the GB20s. Um, we were in, in Megève in France, um, which was in, in the Alps. We, we were staying just outside of the, of the main town. We were in a, 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 basically a ski lodge. We were the only team in that hotel. Um, and it was a couple of weeks before it actually opened for skiing season. So we pretty much had the place to ourselves. We opened opened the 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 hotel, opened your bedroom window, and basically you were looking at Mont Blanc. It was like absolutely stunning. The place was fantastic. The hotel was was amazing. Um, we'd been promoted the year before, so we were the bottom seeds in the tournament. Um, and then I think it was Japan. I think pulled out for some security. I think it was when the the problems were in France. The, um, the terrorism in France, so Japan pulled out, so we were we were safe from relegation, so kind of nothing to lose. Um, we ended up beating we beat uh, Slovenia, who were the top seeds on the first game. We lost to Poland. We beat Ukraine, and then the, the highlight was was beating France um, in front of a full barn of French people. I was I was doing a live stream on on Twitter, um, surrounded by French people trying to commentate on a. A winning goal scored 30 seconds from time, which is fantastic. Um, <laughs> so that was that was on the playing side, and then on the, when I've been kind of doing the the MC, and I managed to do when we hosted the men's tournament in Belfast. Um, the Belfast announcer was doing the G, was doing the GB games. I was doing the non-GB games, but then on the final day when we were playing Japan for the gold medal, um, Dave McCarthy who was the, the Belfast announcer, couldn't make the Saturday. 
So they asked me, would you mind doing the GB game? And I think, would I mind doing the GB gold medal game? Yeah, so, yeah, so I managed to do the GB men. And for me, that then completed all of the GB teams that I'd done at, at a home tournament. So I'd done, I started off doing the, the GB women in Hull. Then we did the GB under 18 women, 18s men, 20s men. And then GB men in Belfast completed a full set of all of the, all of the GB teams, which was a, which was a special occasion. And obviously GB then went on to win that. And then went to Hungary the year after, won that, and then went on to the top division the year after that. And we've cool. been there ever since. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if we just keep, if COVID just stops hockey, we'll never leave. So that's good. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, now, Nick, one of the points that Craig made um, about anti-doping pucks. Do you uh, do you think we should get anti-lash pucks for for nationals, <laughs> or do you think that would be a waste of time? Um, I don't know, but my only concern would be how are you making these pucks actually bigger because i don't know because some of the people that we've seen uh, maybe the morning after on a sunday morning the uh they could either do with a larger puck or or a puck that doesn't move as often as the three that they can now see in front of them <laughs> um yeah that's uh, that's entirely entirely true um yeah no i uh what was I going to say? There was something that I had in my mind here. Oh, right. Okay. Finally, a little bit of a debate point for Nick against uh, against Craig here. Although, Nick, to be honest, you're kind of on both sides of this. Um, is The question I have here, is Northeast still got, is it still got a claim as UK's hockey mecca or is it just Sheffield now? So, uh, Craig, I'll let you go first. Is the Northeast got a, still got a claim to be in UK's hockey mecca? Um... Looking at the, the the players who are still kind of in, infiltrating the, the teams all over the country, um, who are from the northeast, I would still say it is it is a big part. Even even the, the Billingham teams you've got with you in Billingham now, um, still producing players, still going all over the country, going into um, senior teams and pro teams and what have you. So it is still a, a big part of UK hockey. It's obviously not the the hotbed it was when you had Billingham and Whitley and Sunderland. Um, and Durham and things and going back to those kind of days, um, but yeah, I think it's, it is still a, it's, it is still a big part. It's it's a big thing in the region. Um, people do still play. I know you've got the the rec teams. You've got kind of 123 rec teams play at Whitley Bay. Um, so it is still a big it is still a big thing in the region. So I would say it is a it is still a hockey hotbed. Yeah, and uh, Nick, do you have a counter to that, and on, on behalf of your uh, Yorkshire mob? Um, as much as I would love to kind of put out a defence to the Yorkshire mob, or even I'll I'll cast a stone across uh, across to Nottingham as the as the two major hubs of hockey potentially. You, you can't beat the northeast for the for the passion and the and the and the love of the sport that there is up here. In terms of un, until I came up here, you, you can't really understand it, or you don't really get it. But then. You get involved here, and you realise that between I, I've been to games before, and, and been to um, been to Whitley Bay when there's been a, a Whitley Billingham game, and you, you can't tell me that the atmosphere and the passion that those those people show for what is semi-professional or amateur to an extent, or semi-professional hockey, like you can't tell me that it's not a it's not a it's not a special place in in everybody's hearts, if you know what I mean. And I think there's Still, lots of people who do enjoy coming to the northeast and and playing hockey, whether that be for or against these teams. And and I think, as you quite rightly said, there is still all these 
northeast hockey prodigies who do keep popping up up and down the country that have uh, have got roots back to the region. So I don't think you can argue against it. Yeah, yeah, I think I think that's that's probably um, fair. I, I, not Billing, Billing's lovely, but looking at looking at even Whitley Bay, it's not the the the, the nicest facility in the world, but. The, the amount of people that they pack in that joint when the Warriors are playing, um, you know, it's it, it shows that you know that there's a passion for hockey in the in the northeast, um, certainly. Um, okay, just br- on the next point, just briefly, being being a Murrayfield boy, um, has the addition of the, the couple of games with Murrayfield, the last couple of seasons, is that is that been something that's uh, you think is has been a good rivalry, like it's a sort of old school rivalry from back in the early British Premier days, but has that, has that been a fun new rivalry as well as your sort of local derby with Whitley? Yeah, it's been great having the races in the in the Northern Cup. Um, obviously seeing the, the fans have really taken it, so getting the, the good travelling support down to, to Billingham, but the, the couple of times I've managed to go up to, to Murrayfield as well. Um, I think it was the, fir- the first year, um, quite a lot of the Billingham fans made a, made a weekend of it, uh, and I think we were playing at Murrayfield in... I think it was December, so the the Christmas market was on, you know, in the park just behind um, Princess Street. Yeah, I know. Um, so they made a. I think we were playing on the on the Sunday, but people went up on the Saturday, so it had Saturday around Edinburgh, and then they did did the touristy thing, did the market, and then obviously we did the game on on Sunday. So going to going to Murrayfield, and it, it's good seeing Murrayfield um, with a with a kind of a, a competitive team and a. Um, kind of a, a growing fan base because the last few years when there were um, the, the Edinburgh Capitals was their last coronation before that I think um, That's right, yeah. they were um, they weren't in a good position obviously um, on the ice off the ice whatever it, it was sad to see it going that way so to, to come in and see it reinvigorated that way and having somebody like obviously Tony Hand um you don't need to say a lot about Tony's a legend and it's been from for me obviously I've known, known Tony through the GB side as well so when we were up in Billingham or when he came down to Billingham talking to him post game it was it was good to catch up with him as well and um, I think the first year was Martin Single was there as well so I know obviously Martin from from the GB side of things as well so talking to the guys and then seeing the, the success I've had and obviously winning the winning the cup last year um at Whitley, which was which is a fantastic achievement. So hopefully there'll, there'll be a way of, of keeping Murrayfield involved. We had Dundee Comets involved last year as well, which was which was another good addition. I think there is a way to have to have that sort of cross border involvement at, at our level. So I think it's it's only good for the for the growth and, and continued development. Great, and, uh, and Nick, you were uh, you presented the trophy, I think, at that final. Is that is that right? Yep, that is correct. What a what a game that was. Uh, I know the the game. The night before in uh, in Edinburgh was quite the uh, quite the spectacle, but then uh, the, the the return one at Whitley with the uh, with the overtime was uh, that that's what it's about. It's a it's a packed building. It's it's good hockey. It's 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 why we I know we've had this conversation before about why it's what the races can can bring to the table for for a lot of teams. I know there's the geographical inconvenience, but hey, it's uh, it's a very different proposition when there's a lot more. Uh, Bums on seats in a packed barn. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, and Craig, what did you what did you sample at the Christmas market um, at, at Murrayfield when you were up at Murrayfield or Edinburgh rather? Um, 
I think there was a there was a couple of cups of the of the the glue vine or the hot wine or something like that. There was certainly something like that. Um, there may have been some sort of um, I think it was a pull, was there a pulled pork thing. Certainly would have been a couple of foody things and a couple of drinky things and just wandering around for a few hours just to uh, to pass the day and then um, obviously avoiding all of the shops on Princess Street because it was mad. But the, the market was fantastic. Uh, um, food and drink had by all, and then obviously saving the, the the main thing for the Sunday night for the stovies in the rink. This uh, this pod is brought to you by the Edinburgh Tourist Board. <laughs> uh, thanks, thanks, Craig. <laughs> uh, yeah, Nick, does that sound like you want to you now want the the kings invited up next time to Edinburgh in December so you can go to Christmas market? Yeah, I'm I'm quite shocked that this hasn't been a more regular thing. When you were organising the fixtures, you always used to have us come up to Edinburgh when we were in. Division one, the first weekend of the year in October. So, uh, yeah, sounds like we've been missing out, but I'm sure between us uh, we can uh, we can sort something for when uh, when hockey returns. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah just a, a couple more uh, questions um, for you, Craig. Uh, Nick, you'll you remember we talked about this, but we we were thinking that do you think it's worth in the in the women's the women's side of things even at senior level to have a sort of conference game or sort of Scotland Scotland v England um sort of game once a year to it also it would be a good point for the GB coaches to what you know to look at the players um but also maybe we they could raise a bit of funds towards their program and stuff what, what would you what would you say to that yeah i think it would it would be an excellent idea i mean there's a lot of um the women players in in Scotland who maybe aren't playing it in in league league hockey because there's only really the Solway who play in the the women's NIHL, um, and they they obviously do get a, a bit of interest from the, the Scottish players. Um, if they did do kind of sort of an, an origin game because I know there's a lot of Scottish players do still play in in England, but if they did like an origin thing, Scotland v England, it's a it's an old rivalry they used to do it in the in the Heineken days, didn't they? With uh, used to be on grandstand, I remember. Without yeah, getting too yeah, be... like old, old granddad about it, but um, yeah, no, if if the like you say it, it then would help the the GB program as well. It can attract some maybe players who don't normally um kind of hit the radar. So um, I can only say a, a positive for it. Yeah, um, Nick, do you do you remember Grandstand? Uh, Grandstand, are you? I do, I do. I'm I'm just <laughs> just old enough to remember Grandstand to to the point that I can remember it going off and uh, and kind of ruining my uh non-satellite TV Saturdays and Sundays BBC afternoons to that extent <laughs> yeah I, I went to a couple of those Scotland uh, England games uh, back in the day and they were they were always good fun uh, it was weird you know cheering for players that played for the Flyers and stuff as well so hmm. uh, <laughs> um, yeah uh, just um, Nick I'm just going to I'm going to come to you briefly some of the teams in the NHL are now they've started their training camps they've done their sort of in-house games um, has that changed your mind any on who's going to who's going to prevail um, well it all depends it seems to be the news unfortunately it's coming out daily isn't it with more teams with Covid cases and more teams that have been unfortunate or players stepping away but no I, I, nothing's really changed my opinion so far in terms of uh in terms of who, when we discussed last time, who was going to get get to the finals. So, just fingers crossed, like just for the safe health of everybody, and they can hopefully just get started, and we'll see where it goes. Yeah, that's. I think that's the main thing. If they can complete the season, and everybody's safe, and and you know, and and what have you, 
I think that's that's the, that has to be the end game, regardless of who wins the cup um, in this upcoming season. Uh, Craig, where does your uh, where's your fandom lie in NHL, and and, and who do you see uh, potentially winning? Uh, my team is the Leafs. Um, so we're in the we're in the new Canadian division, which is which is going to be fun playing all the playing the the Canadian times kind of Canadian teams nine or ten times, which is going to be fun. Um, I would I would like to think Toronto would would obviously do well in that division and and get um get a round or two in the in the playoffs. Um, you still can't really look past the the usual suspects. Obviously, Tampa's uh, Tampa's coming off a cup win and and they're kind of kind of tooling up again. Um, in the West, you've got yeah 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 Vegas, Colorado look very strong. Um, the I'd like to think that the Leafs will get at least to the to the kind of the trip what was the conference final what the, the the round before the Stanley Cup. So win a couple of rounds in, in Canada and and then inevitably play Boston or Tampa again and lose in seven games after being up by three goals in a left whatever. As as happens to the Leafs. Um but no I'm at least is hope hopefully the the they can, they can get through the players can can stay safe. Um obviously Dallas was the one that the last day or so Dallas have had to put their um, season back by a week because of a few cases and um, I think you'd, because they're not going in bubbles I think there will be cases throughout the season it's just having to, to manage them as best we can and, and hopefully everybody stays safe and they do get through it Yeah, yeah I hope that's the, that's the main hope I mean as much as I'd love to see like the Sabres win the Stanley Cup or or whatever um, I think if everybody's healthy by the end of it um, or as healthy as can be and, and we have a fun season of, of NHL hockey to just dis- to distract us from you know how kind of messed up things are a little bit, then that would be that would be good, good good fun. Um, yeah. Um, just uh, one other thing, Craig. Just on your your DJing experience. Um, what what's your uh, what's what's the what's the your favourite song to drop during a game that the fans just love? Um, oh, it's been that long since I can't remember. <laughs> um, the it dep- it depends. So if it, if it's kind of a a junior a juniorish kind of game, some of the kind of the, the cheesy dancey ones always go down well. Like, you know, hands up in the air and YMCA and all that sort of thing. Um, if it's a more um, so I like I like I like I like playing songs which kind of mean something. Like if there's a penalty, it's like you play a, a song with like you know I, I fought the law and that sort of thing. So I like I like doing things like that. Maybe it's, maybe it's entertain me entertain me more than the entertain the, the public but uh <laughs> you, you still do find the, the like the cheesy dancey ones do do seem to, to work particularly if it's a i say a younger crowd or um a crowd have been um on the source maybe <laughs> um yeah uh, i remember actually the one time i saw the old air scottish eagles their penalty song when the the, the away team got a penalty was all oh, sit down by james uh, which i thought was quite Quite fitting. Um, Nick, what would you, what would you play for a penalty box song? You got any got any ideas in your head? Or oh. Those ones sound pretty good. Not not in my head, Rambo. Um... <laughs> nah, okay, I'm I'm at a loss there, Rambo. I'm sure there's many. Again, I, I'm I'm more on, along the lines of Craig. And from my point of view as a fan, there's just sometimes where there's just some situational. Situational comedy gold can be had with uh, with music played at hockey games, if you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Right, uh, just um, before we, we wrap things up, and uh, 
and things I've got a little Twitter shout out to do. Um at Shane P two three five. Um give this guy a follow. He is doing a mobile wallpaper of all clubs, uni clubs. If you ask him, I'm sure he'll do it. As long as he has the logo. Um uh, rec clubs, NIHL clubs, um he's done a really good one of the Steel Queens yesterday. Um so I, I thought I would give him a mention because I, I know he's done a few um NIHL clubs like Sutton Sting was his one today, so uh, that's something to look at. Um, Nick, have you, have you you been in touch to get a Kings one sorted out for your phone? No, but I, I know what my next message to you after this podcast is going to be. Okay. Um, just and then just finally, uh, Craig, on behalf of Nick and I, um, just just a little question for you. You know, um, do you think that Aaron Murphy should step aside and let us do at least one GB game? <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. Um, <laughs> as long as you've got the catchphrases to go alongside it, that would be fine. Yeah, uh, it's, it's uh, well. Sometimes we get away with it. Remember when that goalie was called Tree Nick? Oh, uh, that was a that was a fun day. Um, <laughs> uh, well, Craig, it's been it's been great speaking to you, and I really appreciate your time and the fact that you got in touch with us. You know, after some of the pods we've released and said you've you've quite enjoyed them. So I, I think it's it's good to it's good, Nick, isn't it, to hear that someone listens apart from you know me, you. Uh, Sean Monkhouse and um, and our mums and dads, uh, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it is. Uh, makes it all the more worthwhile. Yeah. Oh, and sorry, I'm not forgetting you, Eva. Don't don't worry, because uh, I don't want Eva to think we've forgotten about her. Um, so, Craig, have you got anyone you want to give a, a shout out to on the on the pod? Anyone you want to say like Happy New Year to that you've maybe not had the chance to say Happy New Year to, and you can get that off your chest, um, or anything like that. Um, it's just everybody, everybody who knows me in the in the in the hockey community. It's 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 been tough, obviously, keeping in touch with people virtually, not seeing people at the rink and what have you. So, um, to everybody, uh, clubs and and conference and and England and GB, it's um, you know, we are we are going to come back, whether it's you know this season or I have to wait until next. We we will come back and we'll come back stronger. And uh, I look forward to seeing everybody at the rink. Um, sometime soon and, and take care and stay safe yeah. and uh, of course you've extended a, 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 you know you're extending your invite to come and watch Billingham play uh, once everything's back to normal and get get some chips and curry is that absolutely right? yeah you'd be wel- welcome to come down to the forum or up to the forum depending on where you are so yeah no you're more than welcome and uh, it'll be good to have you at the forum with us okay that, um, just um, before before we do our sign off Nick and, uh, and, and, and thank Craig once again for his time. Um, just at the top of the, the top of the podcast, you'll have heard from our players rep Essie Etisalo. She's now got a new uh, BIHA development Instagram page set up. Uh, check it out. There's lots of fun tips on it. I think I'm sure at some point um, Nick and myself will maybe appear on it and uh, and others. There's lots of useful information. It's you know if you want to add something to it, if you want to ask a question, you can PM the PM the page. Um, and uh, Essie is is very good at getting back in touch, and she's uh, she's very passionate about this, so it's it's good to hear. Nick, have you have you had a wee look at it? Are you following it now yourself? Yeah, I had a had a wee look through, and I've uh, mentioned some little bits to Essie about it. But yeah, again, it's what we talked about. It's a it's a forum for people to share either knowledge or ask questions, or again, just develop the game and develop what we do, and uh, all of it's for the benefit of the sport. Yeah, 
Yeah, and uh, once again, Craig, thank you for your time. Um, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on the on the podcast um, and, and hearing, hearing your stories and stuff. I'm sure that we could have maybe done a three-hour podcast and, and got even more information out of you, but thank you so much for your time today. Not any time. Uh, pleasure coming on, and thanks for having me. Great. And, uh, and Nick, so I think all that's left to say is it's a goodbye from me. And it's a goodbye from me. <laughs>